Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double. You're now tuned in to episode 175 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. I'm so sorry for the the delay, the two week delay. Um, sorry for that wait, but y'all had two episodes to enjoy. Um, so right now, me and the wife, we are in that nesting stage. Uh, we got a couple of more weeks until our baby girl is going to be here. Um, she gets induced in a few weeks, uh, a couple weeks. Uh, a little bit over two weeks so yeah a little bit over two weeks and uh so man mainly what i've been doing is just getting some last minute projects done from around the house and uh so i just been so damn busy with that and then we're at the point where we're having weekly doctor's appointments instead of like you know um you know a few times like a couple times a month so we're at that weekly stage uh, just because we're so close to the due date and so that takes up all my time you know I usually record on Tuesdays and I publish it on Wednesday but you know it's just busy 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 so uh I sound like a goddamn uh that, that Mario uh level busy 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 but anyways so that's what's been going on just trying to get the house ready um you know getting strollers built getting play pins built um getting thank you cards written out and um just really just last minute projects getting stuff hung up in her room like i just got done hanging up these um these tie racks so we can put her little bows on in her closet and uh yeah it's just stuff like that just last minute stuff and um yeah so we we're getting there we're getting there so it's getting it's getting a little hectic uh was well, not hectic anymore because now we're just kind of in that phase of just kind of cooling out so all the big stuff is done uh, i'm still running around doing a um, few more things but uh the podcast has been on the back burner and hopefully y'all understand just because uh you know i got my baby girl coming so uh this is my first one our first one both of our first kids so you know we being super duper extra with everything so um so i just i still love and appreciate y'all um i hope y'all don't feel like i forgot about y'all and i also um one thing that i i need to start doing is thanking you guys for you know letting me in to your life um so to speak like you guys listen to me when you like working out or you at work or you just riding or it's just way that you get information just you know you could be taking a shit and listening to me or you in the shower listening to me you know scrub a dub dub in the tub you could be in there like reverend run on his reality show you know just listening to me so i just want to thank y'all for that um for letting me you know just be a part of your life so i really appreciate that and i need to start saying that more but um let's get started on that good old summer damn jam screen so much has happened in the past two weeks um just today i was running errands with my grandmama and um 
we were talking about uh she was telling me about pop smoke <laughs> now my grandma uh she's in her mid-70s <laughs> and uh and she um and she was telling me about pop smoke now the one thing about my grandmama is she's always hip to new music she stays on new music like she be listening to gunna um pop smoke um who else she be listening to um let's see who else uh future um young thug like like if you go over to my grandmama's house like she'll hand you the remote and like pull up this video you know like on the on demand and stuff and so we'd be looking at gunner videos uh travis scott so even when i was a kid my grandma would be putting me up on game with new music new artists and stuff like that uh she actually introduced me to biggie smalls when i was a kid uh back when the juicy uh single dropped and then when um big papa dropped she used to be saying she's like oh that big man he can sing good or rap good you know she used to say stuff like that so we was talking about pop smoke um so rest in peace to him and we're just really talking about how you know just how that jealousy shit is just so much you know when a when a young when a young guy you know really starts making it out of his neighborhood and um you know doing big things um you know is how sometimes you can't really leave that street shit alone and you can't have two feet you know one foot in the you know music game and one foot in the streets and shit like that and uh, so yeah we was just kind of talking about that and just kind of chopping it up about music and it's uh sad to see that that brother you know passed away um getting murdered like that and he was only 20 that's was heartbreaking right there just 20 years old and to be and to go out like that you know um out there in uh, la um that is just tough that is tough that is tough boy that is some some tough shit to digest um i i just got hip to him probably back in uh october november uh like i really got into his music i was uh listening to um that dior song and that was that welcome to the party and then uh then that christopher walken dropped and i was like oh this shit this shit's hot like it's he was merging kind of that you know that street grimy new york new york music with that kind of that that i ain't gonna say that drill but kind of like that that grime boy kind of style of music that you see over in the uk so he's kind of blending them worlds together and he came with a sound like even though all the tracks sound together a lot of that shit is fire especially that track brother man off of that first mixtape that he had and i see that 50 cent is out here going to help executive produce um his album and get that finished up for the streets and uh so just you know rest in peace to that young man and um you know it's tough just seeing just dealing with so much death in 2020 and despair it's just just tough to deal with that um let's see what else is on that good old summer damn jam screen let me pull up my notes and shit like that uh i seen that your man uh juicy smoothie uh, a few weeks back he was charged again you know by a special prosecutor i'm not even gonna get into that shit i mean it is what it is um you know he's still declaring his innocence i mean but the shit was just a perfect uh burrito of uh of a homophobic and racist attack it was just a perfect storm of that shit um and you know them white folks weren't gonna let that shit slide once he said that they were wearing maga hats too they weren't gonna let that shit slide so they brought in a special prosecutor to bring up charges but even though i think this is like double jeopardy 
Um, I don't know how that works, but he is black, so, you know, they throw that double jeopardy shit out the window. They change the laws to convict us. Um, man, uh, Deontay Wilder, his loss, people were asking me about that. Um, only thing I'm going to say is this, um, Deontay Wilder had an amazing career just squaring up with motherfuckers. Like, he literally, what was he, like 41-0 and 0, um, or 41-1 and 1, or 42-1? and 1? something like that 42 0 and 1 with the um with the gypsy guy you know with that um that uh draw or whatever even though the the ref started that count mad late you know seeing if he was all right but that's some other shit in that first fight um but the second one uh Deontay just got his ass whooped but he made a whole career 40 plus wins just squaring up with professional boxers like his his style was just a brawling ass style he was on some old jack johnson type shit just literally just beating the shit out of guys in the ring like just beating the plum shit out of him but you know they um that uh that gypsy king his um his uh that tyson fury his camp uh, you know he he got rid of a lot of people and he, he brought some good coaches in and a good staff and uh sparring partners in and he really just man he beat the shit out of wilder that that was crazy to see and then deontay was talking about you know it was the 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 outfit that he had on was too fucking heavy and all this other bullshit and i'm like man don't make no excuses just come back you know bigger and badder and stronger you know you got to use that as motivation and i seen that uh people like george foreman has reached out to him and uh money mayweather i really think that he needs to take some advice from money mayweather because uh money mayweather floyd mayweather is such a technical boxer such a he's just a technician in that goddamn ring him and that philly shell defense that he has and that's just an amazing defense and if he if deontay if mr wilder was smart he would go ahead and you know take some pointers from that you know and i know they're about to do a whole trilogy fight and shit like that and uh so i'd definitely be watching that um but i i just really want to see this brother just gonna kind of go back to basics you know what I'm saying? Instead of just straight up squaring up with these fighters and shit like that. Because he looks strong in them first, you know, five rounds. But, you know, if you take him the limit, you know, he starts tiring out and shit like that. So I love, love to see him get his defense up, get his stamina up. And, you know, and just really, um, you know, just kind of pick and choose, you know, when he's trying to go for the knockout and win the score points. That's what I really would like to see from that brother Deontay Wilder. Um what else has been going on in the news have y'all seen there was this article they got uh published in late february uh, let me pull it up real quick and it was pretty much uh saying what we've been saying for years um it was saying a new study shows how racism may shorten black americans lifespans so there is a study that um basically uh at auburn university um that came out in january and it was saying according to the study um racism can lead to higher levels of stress which in turn it causes cells to age more rapidly so the health effects of racism on black folks you know is well documented but it actually shows that that stress level it um affects 
uh, telomeres, T-E-L-O-M-E-R-E-S, which is pieces of DNA that protect cells. So once that breaks down, then the cells start breaking down and you age faster and then health effects, um, you know, start your health starts declining right and so we know that you know you those cortisol level starts rising and shit like that and you you always in that mode especially if you poor and black you always in that mode of you know fight or flight you just stay in that fucking mode and then you're surviving too and it just stresses the fuck out of you and then in women it actually makes um testosterone levels rise up too you know um and so i always believed that you know being black in america has always taken its toll that's why so many of us have high blood pressure they always try to blame it on the diet and shit like that it's the fucking stress of being black here they don't ever take that into effect they're always just like oh black folks you know they their bodies respond to sodium in different ways and shit like that and it's just like no nigga it's the, it's the stress also on top of that that stress is a bitch but um, with the telomeres, like I said, those are pieces of DNA that protect cells. Um, so the study had about 400 black folks from Alabama, Chicago, Minneapolis, and California. And that study began in 2000. And most of the people at the time of the study, they were about 40 years old on average. Um, and so they just followed them for, you know, to study their, their cells and aging and shit like that. But this is, this is just another case this is another reason why black folks need reparations black americans you know foundational black americans fba or ados whatever the fuck you want to call it it's another reason why that we fucking need reparations it just proves that it's it's hell on you it is hell on you being black in america that's just what it is that is what the fuck it is but um i would really like to read this study in depth um, cause this is pretty much just, uh, you know, a pretty, this is like a, probably about a 12 paragraph, uh, article. It's just like short, just short shit. I should read it verbatim, but I'm not, I'll post the, um, the link in here. Um, but really when y'all go out and face the day, um, you know, it's hard and I'm speaking to my black folks. It's hard. Um, when you go out there and you face the hells that you always face, like microaggressions, macroaggressions, and, you know, just dealing with the bullshit. But I want y'all to just make sure that whatever you call home, whether it's an apartment or a house, um, whatever it is, you make that your sanctuary. I don't care if you live with somebody or you live by yourself that should be your place of peace that should be where you take off that suit of armor dealing with racism in america and you can just decompress and you can relax that's what you need to just focus on is making your home your sanctuary that's where you shouldn't have to deal with any kind of bullshit when especially when you've been out at work you know eight nine hours you know some of us you know we got different jobs we you know might be working 12s i know some of y'all are nurses out there so y'all be working them 12s and 312s or whatever and uh we're picking up some overtime and working them 412s but just just make sure that your home is your peace just make sure that and i know some of y'all got kids running around here some of y'all got a difficult spouse 
if you can have just one room dedicated to decompressing you know what i'm saying just live because as soon as i step in my house i just take a deep breath and i'm thankful i'm just like oh man i am done with the bullshit and i can just focus on home and my little family you know what i'm saying i can just just take a nice deep breath and then i'm home and i'm cooling you know what i'm saying and then if it's a situation where i come home and you know my lady is on some bullshit i try not to you know i try not to i try to do everything i'm say i'm going to do so she won't be in a bad mood but there's sometimes you know there's a rough day at work you know something happened you know you so you leaving the stress of the world and you coming into another stressful situation um you know try to just you know i'll do something i'll like go to the bathroom or something i'll just sit on the toilet act like i'm taking a shit and i'll listen to some rain sounds i'll listen to uh like a youtube meditation video and i'll just decompress and then you know i'll come out 10 15 minutes later and you know and i'm ready to deal with whatever we need to be facing you know it could be like an unexpected bill happen or she had a bad day at work um just something like that you know what i'm saying so it could just be you know something like uh the faucet's running or something like that and she's mad about it but whatever the situation is it's just in other words me just saying just find a way to fill your cup in a healthy way just so you won't be out here pouring from an empty cup that's what i mean to say because it will take its toll on you but just try to make your home your sanctuary because it is hell you know being black in america and this can apply to you know other non-whites um it can apply to women it can apply to men um you know whatever you facing out there just make sure your home is your sanctuary that's what you really have to do and i can't stress that enough because some of y'all leaving stressful situations at work just to come home to more hell and stress you know and that just takes its toll on it you shouldn't have any the only time you dealing with peace and quiet is when you sleep that ain't that ain't it that ain't it chief you ain't nope that ain't the life for you you shouldn't be at that heightened alert level at all fucking times okay um let's see what else is on that good old summer damn jam screen let's see what else i got in my goddamn notes um let's see here oh man so we're gonna talk about this real quick and then i think i don't know how long have i been recording on this Oh, we're only about 20 minutes in, 18 minutes, close to 20. Uh, did y'all see what happened with uh, Honeypot? Uh, uh, these white folks is crazy, man. They just crazy as shit. So Target ran a commercial um, uh, that featured uh, B. Dixon, okay? And um, it was basically like founders we believe in. And it was basically a Target commercial just showing how they invested in her and uh, just showing how, um, how it helped um boost the honey pot which is uh basically uh this is a black woman and she has some feminine hygiene products that's uh i think they're all natural right and the only thing that she said in there is um at the end she said the reason why it's so important for honey pot to do well is so that the next black girl that comes up with a great idea she can have a better opportunity that is it that's what this black woman said and so white folks went online 
and they went to uh, one of these retailer sites and they basically just start hitting it one star this is racist one star one star one star and leaving terrible reviews to the point where they had to suspend comments and ratings on the honeypot on this uh, retail site and uh you know people were talking about boycott honeypot company and target is racist white people hating comments not going to be tolerated and she never said anything about hating uh white people never said that but you see how so many of these folks internalize this and flip it and then there was it, what was amazing to me is seeing all these white women because you had to uh who were talking about how racist it was and you know tried to flip it to all girls and all this other shit and you know it's 10 times harder for a black woman a black girl to move in the corporate realm and build something way more than a white woman or a white girl the department of labor will tell you that the those affirmative action um those affirmative action laws for those uh those uh federal jobs it benefited white women the more the 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 most not the more the most and um it like it, it it literally tells you that right it tells you that like this is just some crazy shit right here just because she said she wants she the the importance of her company doing well is this so the next black girl will have a better opportunity when she has an idea a better and bigger opportunity you know how crazy you have to be to hear that and think oh this is anti-white like you know how it that like, it is just wild to me just to just to hear that you know what i'm saying like when i hear latinos and uh or indians or just puerto ricans or whatever race asians no matter if they're chinese japanese just wherever um korean philippines it, it don't matter filipino it don't matter if i hear them speak like that and i'm just like oh shit that's something that's that's dope that's dope you always want to see your group do well because they catching hell right so if this was a level playing field and all opportunities were equal you, them these bigots would have a dog in the fight right they would but it's not this is a white man's world supported by a white woman right and so when they see something like this like a, a big company empowering a black woman it's just like oh you motherfuckers you know what i'm saying it is it is disgusting to um see the 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 lane that some of these folks would take but the good thing about this was that uh this honeypot shit is just flying off the shelf just flying off the shelf there's so many people um and that website was Trustpilot. but um what was uh crazy is uh with all this commotion and all this anti-blackness from these uh from these moderate bigots um you know it, it got people curious oh what's honeypot you know what i'm saying and then people started uh going like oh okay cool let me check this out and stuff is just flying off the shelves i mean you can just look at the hashtag go buy honeypot and you, all those target shelves are just cleared out from people buying it and um yeah so it's just a whole line of health and beauty products and i just man it's just crazy it's crazy to me just to see 
just how people react to this just just to flat out lie and just say that it's you know it's it's reverse racism and shit like that like this is it is 2020 it is 2020 and i don't want so this is just another reason why folks shouldn't buy into that whole oh the old bigots are gonna die and then it's gonna be kumbaya no the fuck it's not it's not because you looked at a lot of them pictures and they look like hipsters in the light that's oh man that's crazy but i'ma leave it to my nigga hove and shout out to honeypot i should have put that in not all heroes wear capes but i got somebody special for that so i'ma leave it to my nigga hove um hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro selling hope like damn dope and i'm happy that you made it into work today and you did get hit with that coronavirus so that's what the fuck we gonna talk about right now and selling hope like damn dope so right now we um are dealing with a little bit of pandemonium globally with this whole coronavirus shit i know y'all guys are tired of fucking hearing about it but y'all gonna hear about it from your man's a double um so covid-19 that's the um that's the the one right now that we're dealing with so the coronavirus is actually it's an old virus and it's a what is it zootonic or zoonotic or something like that meaning basically it could transfer from animals to people but this strand is covid19 this is something this is a new strand or something right and uh there's a few thousand people who've died globally from it and i just uh i'm just being honest with y'all i just feel like this is just um just some bullshit it's just like the what was it the the avion flu the bird flu the swine flu that h1n1 we survived that what was that about 10 years ago and i fucked around and i got that and let me tell you something i didn't get my flu shot that year oh i was fucked up in the game i was fucked up in the game i had that h1n1 i had to go to the er for that because it was just like it felt like i had a combination of like the whooping cough and like extreme flu and i was just like sweating my ass off and the body aches and my my um whatchamacallit wouldn't break my uh fever wouldn't break um so i was out here just i was sweating up a storm but i was cold as fuck and i was hot to touch and i was i was fucked up in the game and uh, since then i've been fucking with my flu shot tough and i've been fucking with the flu shot heavy um since then um to help me battle you know flu-like symptoms and you guys should too i see a lot of y'all out here talking that shit they need to find a, a vaccine for this antidote but you you fucking anti-vaxxers you I, I just i mean you know is it uchiwali or is it one mic like help me out what, what the fuck are y'all doing out here you know just crazy shit but anyways so this virus is out here spreading um so shelves are empty at the stores of um of uh bottled water toilet paper bread eggs milk i don't know what the fuck that's going to do um <laughs> and then you got hand sanitizer i don't know what the fuck that's supposed to do i mean it helps if you're in a position that you can't wash your hands but it doesn't 
you know, it, it's not as good as good old fashioned soap and warm to hot water. And it just ain't the same. And so now, you know, soap is flying off the shelf, hand soap. And uh, people are selling hand sanitizer on Amazon for like $400 and shit like that. And, uh, and then we have supermarkets here called Baker's, which is part of the Kroger's family. Um, uh, so Kroger's released a statement saying that they're basically going to limit supplies on what you can buy because people are just clearing out the shelves and just freaking out people are treating the coronavirus like it's a goddamn snowstorm you know what i'm saying so just some silly shit like that um so basically what it is is just like flu-like symptoms um there's different strains of it of the coronavirus and basically so like it's a large family i'll read you what the uh, world Ho health organization i was about to say the world whore because i'm trying to say health and organization <laughs> together but it's uh the definition is it's a large family of viruses that cause illness ranging from the common cold to more severe diseases uh such as uh mers which is the middle east uh, respiratory syndrome and uh sars so severe acute respiratory syndrome um uh novel uh coronavirus is a new strain that has not been previously identified in humans so this is what the this is what's going on with that uh covid uh 19 i believe let me see if that's the number uh yeah covid 19 that's that new shit right so we got a new strain of it and we're seeing this pop up more and more with uh diseases there's like um super gonorrhea out there like super syphilis that's immune to like those uh antibiotics and shit like that so we're seeing a lot of different strains so we're just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on there's a lot of quote-unquote yellow fever going on i know that's an old racist term but we're seeing a lot of um you know a lot of folks being uh bigoted and racist towards uh asian folks out there and uh, the newspapers are even doing that too there was an article that came out talking about how it hit new york a part of new york or brooklyn and it showed like an asian man wearing a mask and he was in like queens or something somebody pointed that out they was like why the fuck would if it hit brooklyn why are you showing a picture of a asian guy in queens and it's just like well this shit sells you know and gets clickbait um so basically how you um you know kind of combat this is uh it's it's just like the flu um you know i didn't know so many people died yearly from the flu i did not know that i was not that hip to that uh influenza people uh and you know it's and motherfuckers need to start getting their flu shots they really do um but you know mainly um the flu kills older folks and people with like weak immune systems and like uh, even young kids too who have uh, immune issues um and that's the reason that they stress for folks to get the fucking flu shot because so many people be walking around here going to work sick as a goddamn dog but your immune system is strong enough to help you kind of fight through and power through and get through the day but you just being selfish as fuck coming to work knowing that you got goddamn betty over here and then you got uh louise over here with the weak immune system and you up here sneezing and just hitting them with the droplets all in the face and next thing you know you didn't kill two co-workers right and i know some of y'all just like oh we can't afford it uh you know i have to go to work and shit like that but with this coronavirus shit they telling you if you feel sick you know stay your dumb ass at home you know what i'm saying and you know some people are like oh, i miss a day pay i know so many y'all living you know uh 
paycheck to paycheck um but you know what the last segment of the show is called health over wealth if you can't enjoy your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so you got to put that health first and if it's a situation where you know your employer on that bullshit just let them know hey i'm sick as a dog you want me coming here and affect the whole goddamn office but then everybody's sick and don't adopt goddamn thing get done you know what i'm saying so how you combat this is staying home when you're feeling sick um and just washing your hands washing your goddamn hands you know washing them for i say close to 30 seconds they say 20 seconds um but there's all kind of um if you look at um instagram and i forgot what the hashtag is it's something corona um i think it's like clean corona something like that clean coronavirus is something of that extent but it showed there's a and there's a picture and it shows how washing your hands a long time actually you know gets those germs up off your hands and you know how soap and water work i don't think a lot of y'all do know so basically what soap does it breaks up the dirt and the germs off of your hands and then the water washes it down the drain that's basically how soap works it washes it breaks up the dirt and germs off your skin and then the water rinses it all away in the in the foam in the soapy residue whatever but it breaks it up so the water can wash it away that's how soap works i know a lot of y'all don't know that and on on a side note uh i had a nigga tell me that if you put a soapy rag between your ass crack you gay so i guess i'm just the gayest nigga on the planet but y'all gotta stop thinking like that like if you don't wash your ass you gay like cuz was dead serious and i ain't gonna put him on i already put him on blast i ain't gonna say his name though but that nigga looked me dead in my face and said if you wash your ass if you put a soapy rag between your ass crack you gay i'm just like so niggas just be walking around here with crusty ass cracks now is that is that what's that's what's hot in the streets right now if you can't wash your ass you definitely ain't washing your hands correctly you know what I'm saying? So you ain't following the WHO's guidelines and the CDC guidelines to stop this virus. And I just, you know how crazy that is for somebody to tell you to put a soapy, that putting a soapy rag between your ass cheeks is gay. Like washing your ass crack is gay. That is just ridiculous and crazy. And I know some of y'all niggas probably out here just walking around with just dingleberries all up and down. The only time that it is susceptible or acceptable for you to have dingleberries in your asshole if you can't fight and you in prison. You just keep your asshole muddy full of shit. But let's go back to this uh, corona uh, virus. And then so, you know, the news doesn't help. I was... Um, this earlier today i was working on i got the car seat um ready and i was just playing with it and just learning how to use it and i got the base in my car and we got we bought another base so i got to put that in my wife's car when she get home tonight or i'll do it tomorrow morning before work but when i was reading the instructions it came with like a little mini bible like the, the instructions were just thick as hell but it was but I, luckily because i got worried I, you know it's my first time doing it so i was worried i was like god damn but it was in different languages okay so it ain't really that hard to put the bass in there and then get the car seat popping and shit like that but anyways so i had cnn going and the only thing they were talking about um for that you know that 30 40 minutes was just the coronavirus and then if they switched over talking about how many democratic um candidates dropped out the race 
then at the bottom it was scrolling about the coronavirus so this shit don't help i mean we've been through it with sars we've been through it with h1n1 there was all kind of goofy shit that's been going on that we've been dealing with and we've you know um and we've made it through the storm um but with this thing right here um it just don't believe the hype you know wash your hands wash your hands and minimize how many times that you touch your face i didn't realize how many times i touched my face so i watched that one movie that pandemic movie with um Lawrence Fishburne I forgot what it was called but um it had like Nicole Kidman had this whole huge cast of and it was talking about a virus how it started and um you know people were dying and shit like that and it was a good ass movie but it started when a bat took a shit into like a fruit tree or some shit like into some fruit and then it then this woman ate some some kind of exotic plate that the the bat shit on and they didn't clean the fruit or some shit like that then it started spreading and everything like that so it was one of them zootonic viruses but it was a good ass movie and you don't realize how many times that you touch your face your mouth your nose your ears you know your eyes and shit like that because I don't know that's just how shit spreads like that but it spreads by droplets so like you know um you know uh like spit like when somebody sneeze or cough or something like that or blowing their nose you know from the 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 liquid droplets it's not airborne they don't think it's airborne so it just spreads by droplets but keep washing your hands um and wash your ass too because i got told it was gay that if you wash your ass but um, you know, I'd rather have a clean ass and be called gay and be out here talking about I'm manly and I just got shit stains all in my drawers and when I have sex with my lady, I have to ball up my drawers and throw them in the corner up under the bed because I'm embarrassed. Y- y- y'all niggas is something else. But that has been selling hope like damn dope. Wash your hands. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? Alright, so moving on to holding this hell, um, we have to give it to uh, this whole Kenneth Petty and Nicki Minaj situation. Uh, this is just ugly right here. So, Nicki Minaj's husband, uh, Kenneth Petty, uh, this man with a long rap sheet, he was convicted of attempted rape back when he was a teen, I guess. Um, I think this was back in 95. Uh, He was uh, convicted of uh, first-degree rape uh, with an assault that occurred when uh, him and the victim were 16. Uh, It said that he used a knife or cutting instrument during the commission of the crime, uh, and he was sentenced between 18 and 54 months in the state prison. Yeah, so he got like 18 to 54 months uh, in uh, months in state prison. And he served just under four years and he got out in 99. Uh, Dude has a long, long rap sheet. Uh, There was like a, uh, he went back to prison in 06 for first degree manslaughter conviction. Served about seven years. uh, Then released on parole in uh, 2013. And uh, yeah, I guess they were like childhood sweethearts or something or she been knowing him for a long time nikki has uh but this nigga just got arrested because he failed to uh register as a sex offender um so uh yeah yeah um yeah he turned himself into uh, federal custody uh just yesterday 
um, after failing to register as a sex offender in California. And so, uh, yeah, this is a federal crime right now. And so what's going to what why I have Nikki in here holding this L is because, you know, she knew this nigga's long rap sheet and uh, this nigga is just going to dwindle away her money with legal fees, lawyers and shit like that. Um, and also, this nigga got to register as a sex offender. So basically, they're going to just going to put her California address out there that they the address gonna be out there they're married so now she's gonna have fucking barbies outside you know her house you know hooting and hollering at the top of their lungs on some bullshit so she can't get no privacy and this just tarnishes her brand just dealing with a dusty nigga like this like she is such a mega superstar and to just to see her tarnish her legacy on some shit like this like like this is just some dusty ass shit like you dealing with a career criminal and you married him and this nigga about to finesse you up out your, your out the bag and and not deliberately it's just who he is but it's going to a, a large chunk of your money is going to go towards legal fees and lawyer fees and bails and shit like that and trying to you know clean up this nigga's image um and it just don't look good it don't look good you know her brother caught a case and he's doing time now uh for uh you know uh being a fucking sexual predator and raping his stepdaughter it just i mean it's just it does nothing to help uh nikki's uh image or career right now it's just it's disgusting but yeah i mean just poor life choices right here this is just a poor life choice so uh both of these niggas gotta hold this l get your man you win perfect All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, we have to give it to the brother Matthew Cherry uh, for his Oscar win for his animated short film Hair Love. That brother started off um, doing a Kickstarter back in 2017 for it. Uh, I remember seeing him on Twitter, you know, telling people to donate, donate, donate. And uh, look at it now. It won Oscar, uh, won an Oscar for the best animated short film, and it's about a dad who's doing his daughter's hair for the first time. It's an amazing film, and shout out to him for bringing that young brother in who was uh, told to either cut his dreads or not walk across the straight stage to graduate high school and that brother chose not to cut his dreads and uh you know matthew cherry brought that brother out um you know with him as a as a honorary guest to the oscars and um they're going to uh, initiate the crown act to try to get that passed across all 50 states where basically you know jobs and uh education you know you won't have any difficulties with your hairstyle because we see this uh far too much even though i'm a bald brother it's just far too much sisters be catching hell and brothers be catching hell especially if they got them them locks um you know if they got them locks and you know white folks don't know what to do with it they look at it and like oh no nigga you're dangerous let me get you up out the paint so if that crown act gets passed i believe that's what it's called you know across all 50 states they want to really get that as a bill and get that passed as a law uh, because that's just nothing but just anti-blackness uh anti-black racism right there but shout out to that brother you know he was an nfl wide receiver and then he got into directing doing music videos and doing uh episodes 
episodes I think he did an episode of the last OG also um, So just shout out to that brother for getting his win And did y'all see the, um, the new um, The preview for that new Candyman movie That shit looks fire That looks amazing so that preview just dropped what was that uh what, last week or something like that or earlier this week and uh late last week it dropped and so it got the director the sister nia DaCosta. that's a young sister who she does uh top boy i think that's up on netflix right now and then something i think little woods she did that and then from producer uh jordan peele and so they freaked that whole uh destiny's child say my name uh song so they turned that into a horror flick so that's dope i'm excited to see that because uh candy man was a fire ass movie um if y'all don't know what that is you've been sleeping up under a rock and i think those candy man movies might be up on amazon prime so if y'all got a prime membership you can go ahead and check that out so i just had to throw that in there real quick i know uh nia gonna do a great job along with jordan peele um and so we're going to move on to health over wealth so you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so I am just going to talk about an amazing documentary I I saw called Uppity. And this was about the brother Willie T. Ribs, R-I-B-B-S. Now, Willie T. Ribs was the first black man to actually race in that Daytona 500. Uh, he was a race car driver, wanted to do Formula One. And he dealt with all kinds of bullshit. But growing up, his uh, his granddaddy started a plumbing business and he passed it down to his daddy and his and to, you know, Willie and his brother uh, so they wouldn't have to work for anybody, you know, so they could be their own bosses. But Willie liked to drive fast. I think he stole his parents car and they sent him to the farm to live with his granddaddy and his granddaddy. You know, he was one of them OGs where it's just like, OK, your little ass going to go to work. And uh, he just loved to drive fast. And so he scraped up enough money to basically go over to Europe and uh, start racing over there. And then he tried to race over here. And um, I just I'm using him as inspiration because I want you all to watch this Netflix documentary because he just walked straight into the lion's den and he didn't fear no white person. He didn't fear no white person. Uh, and you would think that this was like in the, you know, in the 50s and the 60s. No, this was in the 80s. This was in the, uh, the 80s, early 90s. He was dealing with this bullshit. And, um, you know, he said they used to call him uppity nigger. And uh, if you watch the trailer, this dude is just so fucking intense. Like he um, he was just like he was like and they just hated it. They hated me. And he said uh, they called me nigger so much like it was my name. And he was like, I loved it. Like he just ate that shit up and he would get on that racetrack and he would just be out there whooping ass he would be out there just whooping ass and so when he wanted to hit that big race um the first time you know they kind of pieced together a crew and um and he was uh and and it was one of those situations where uh his head engineer was a bigot 
and it was one and then uh you know he knew that they were really trying to set him up to die out on that track so he called one of his mentors one of his old mentors and uh his mentor was like you know what get up out of there they trying to kill you so he just left and then he went back doing his racing thing and uh because he was racing like those uh what was those like those grand prix like racing those camaros and shit like that and them uh ss's and so he was doing that and killing it and making money but he still wanted to do that uh that daytona 500 and so he actually uh got enough money from actually bill cosby to build a car and he qualified for that at the end and he just you know he he was able to finish the race but you know he didn't you know finish in the top whatever but he did to, he managed to qualify and overcome all this adversity and this just this bullshit but he just took that shit on the chin like a fucking champ he didn't get down or nothing and when he was winning those races like when he was doing um i forgot what it was called when they be racing like them um like them Camaros, them uh, them Monte Carlos and shit like that. When he was doing them and just killing it, he would hop on top of his car and hit the Ali shuffle. And he said everything kind of changed for him and clicked when he met Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali was like, "Yo, you you walking right into the lion's den? You this that's a white man's you know uh, sport competition or whatever. And so you really just gonna have to just you know be tough. And then so every time he would win a race." He would hop on top of his car and hit the Ollie shuffle and throw his hands up in the air. Uh, and he would make a killing. He was killing it out there. And I just, I really want y'all to watch that documentary. It's up on Netflix. It's called Uppity. And it's uh, it's about that brother, Willie T. Ribs. And he's so fucking intense. I love it. Uh, just because of the mentality that he had just going in there doing something because he liked to drive fast even as a kid he loved to do that and he wanted to be a race car driver and I forget the brother's name that he that inspired him to race I, it's on the tip of my tongue but I can't remember it but I just want y'all to take that same determination that same hard work and uh, don't let you know don't let just don't let people just knock you out your game if you want to do something you fucking do it and you just keep your head up high and every l come your way you take that shit on the chin and you learn from it it ain't a loss it's a learning experience right that's what i want y'all to do um and 2020 has been heavy it's been dealing with so much death and just so much just bullshit um but i don't want that to freeze y'all or stop y'all um, from doing your thing like please watch that documentary uppity just y'all will enjoy it from start to finish it is a dope ass documentary and uh willie t ribs is an amazing human being and his story just needs to be every fucking where just you take that shit on the chin and it's just like it was like he just went into that racing world and just pulled the curtain back to uh reveal the wizard and like oh i can do this shit all right so this has been episode 175 it's a little bit short but i'm doing this quick because i gotta go back upstairs and do some more shit build some more baby furniture um but this has been episode 175 of do rags and boat shoes and like i said at the beginning of the podcast i just want to thank y'all for you know just sharing 
your life with me so to speak you know whether you're working out you cooking or you're just driving home from work and you need a good laugh from me um i appreciate y'all letting me in to do that and i love y'all and as always i will holla and i will see y'all soon all right